Welcome to Burning the Edge. We would like to welcome to the tea our host, Mr. Arthur Miller Jr. We want to welcome Derek Nicholson and you know our regular guy, Jeff Carter. Welcome Derek Nicholson to the tea. Division one player for the amateur players tour. Uh, just recently, it was at Stream Song down in Florida playing those lovely courses down there. Welcome to the tea, Derek. How you doing? Man, I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Good, good. <clears throat> doing pretty good, man. First of all, man, the way we like to get started here is always, man, ask everyone, how did you get to the game of golf? <laughs> well, so my grandfather, when I was about, uh, I want to say six months, eight months, my mother made him watch me and he just wanted to go play golf. So he strapped a car seat to the golf cart and uh, there I was hooked from six months old on. <laughs> he said, I might have to watch you, but we're going to the golf course to do it. So <laughs> I was hooked ever since. Wow. That ain't bad. So you played all the way up through high school and college? Yeah, yeah. I played junior golf, high school, college. Um, thought about trying to do the professional thing once in my life, but I realized real quick that your best stuff still ain't good enough. So <laughs> decided uh, decided to get amateur status back. And, uh, you know, I learned real quick. It was about six months. I was like, no, this, this isn't for me. So got my amateur status back and just played, you know, amateur stuff since. And got hooked up with APT and kind of just done that since. So uh, did you play golf week? I, I did for a few years. Yes. For a few years. Okay. Yeah. And where did you grow up at? So I grew up in uh, Athens, Alabama. That's where I got from second grade on. That's where I was. Um, okay. North, North Alabama. Um, okay. And other than that, it's been Nebraska, Midwest kind of thing. Kind of, okay. kind of a hybrid. Cool, man. So um, you are the chapter owner of the Atlanta chapter, right? Yes, Atlanta and Birmingham. In Birmingham. Yeah, yeah you and with Tim, Tim Harvey. My, my man, Tim Harvey. I rode with yeah. Tim a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. He was my partner in Jonesboro. Yeah. Yeah. Tim's awesome. He's, he's, he's my best friend in life. And I, I really wouldn't do this without him. So. Yeah, Tim, cool, man. Yeah. I, we played together a few times. Yeah. Um, so what do you you stay in Birmingham? I actually live in Huntsville. Oh, okay. So how far is that to Atlanta? So depending on where we are in Atlanta, we can get to some parts in about two and a half hours and other parts about four hours. So it just kind of okay. depends on the location of where we're going that weekend. Okay. A lot, so, a lot of travel time. Yeah, I see, man. Um, so how did you become the chapter owner? Um, so Tim and I were talking and we're just, we're, we had uh, ideas to do some stuff in South Alabama. And then, uh, Matt Bender and Jody called us, uh, we're, we're actually, we're going to talk to them one night about opening up the South Alabama chapter. And then, uh, Matt and Jody called and, uh, they called me and said, Hey, we got a, uh, we got a different plan for you. You got a minute to call. You got a minute to chat. I was like, yeah, that's fine. Let me call Tim real quick. Let me get him on here. Because like I told them from the get go, I wasn't doing it without Tim. There was no way I was doing this on my own. And uh, so I got Tim on the horn and then probably within 30 seconds of the uh, phone call, <laughs> Matt and Jody said, what do you guys think about Atlanta? I was like, well, one, it's closer Two, there's a million more people in Metro Atlanta than there is in, in the South. I mean, you're talking 7 million people just in Metro Atlanta. So this is a hotbed for tournament golf, as long as you can figure out the market. And we just hit the ground running. And all of a sudden we're, we're up to 155 members in Atlanta. 
That is crazy, man. I knew y'all were going to do it, though. Atlanta, I knew Atlanta was going to jump off. It, it has no other choice. It's just too many people the, for it well, not we, to. Yeah, when you have 7 million people in, in a condensed area, there's all, you just have to do it right, and you just have to treat people right. And Once the word gets out, it's just it just multiplies. <clears throat> Absolutely, man. I, I know y'all treat people right because I play down there and, and like – you know, it's y'all take care of your people down there. Yeah, that's the only reason why we do this, man. Yeah. Yes, sir. You being uh, basically a scratch guy, or would you say you're scratch? Yeah. You say, uh, what's your handicap right now, do you think? Uh, on tour, it is right at zero. Um, oh, dang. I, Jen, maybe plus one. I don't know. Okay. Does it, does it bother you to play with guys like us? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. I'll tell you what. So, so as, as a, you know, as a chapter owner, you know, what I, you know, a lot of times what I try to do, if, if it works out, sometimes it doesn't work out, but I want to play with everybody because one, I think the, the lower level guys like that. And, you know, and, you know, I'm not running these golf tournaments to play golf all the time. And, and I mean, it's a, it's a good, I mean, it's good to have that there and to be able to play golf whenever you want and do this and that. But, the amount of people that I've met met by doing this and playing different golf courses with different people, I couldn't ask for any anymore. And any chance that I get to play with, you know, a division four, division five guy, I am, and, and Tim will tell you the same thing. I am right on it. Cause that's what I want to do. Gotcha. I, I ask because, you know, sometimes you get, uh, if you just go out playing just casual golf, say not mm-hmm. tournament golf, uh, like there's this uh, area here where I live called hot Springs village. There's eight courses. Mm-hmm. And so if you go out there by yourself or go with a twosome, you're going to get paired up, yeah. people, you know? And so I always wonder, like, and I don't know if I've really ever been paired up with anybody like say a scratch golfer, but I'm paired with some dudes that are pretty good. Yeah. And uh, especially back in the day when I was very bad, but I was like, man, I wonder if these dudes are like, Ah, Lee, I wish they had paired me up with somebody that knows how to play golf. You know? <laughs> Which I don't hold people up. I always, even when I was horrible, horrible, I would not hold you up. You know, I'd pick yeah. my ball up. But I always thought, I always thought maybe scratch golfers would rather just play with more, you know, just when they're having fun. I know in a tournament yeah. you don't have a choice sometimes, but I always just assumed they'd rather play with people of their same skill level. Yeah, I mean, it just kind of depends on that person. I mean, some some want to just, you know, I mean, even some, you know, D5 guys just want to play with D5 guys. And I get it. I understand it. But, you know, what I'm trying, you know, I'm trying to – what golf has given me in my life, I'm trying to make sure that that anybody that I interact with has the same possibility of, right. through golf that I did. I mean, I've played some, you know, high-level amateur golf and, and whatnot and – you know, giving that experience to everybody, you know, I mean, you're, you're on the tee box for a division five guy and announcing their name on the first tee. You have, you have no idea how many times someone has come up to me and says, y'all made me nervous on the first tee. Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> when you're playing high level golf, that's what you get. And that's mm-hmm. what we're all about. Yeah. I, I went to Nashville last year and I was just glad they didn't have people watching and lined up, you know, on, yeah. the, on the tee box. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to be that dude, man. I'm, I'm, I'm going to cut one right here and catch, catch a guy. <laughs> you know how the caddies and the pros say, hey, move over just a little bit. No, buddy, you need to go to the next fairway. Don't move over a little bit. Get over on number nine, buddy. <laughs> get to the big news that we had yesterday on the PGA Tour. I just want to get your opinion, your thoughts on it. So let me tell you, let me ask you this. What okay. were your thoughts before yesterday about Live Golf? Do you about watch it? Yeah, about Live Golf. Do you okay, watch so it? So I haven't really watched it because, I mean, 
the time's already being run thin. And the only time I really watch golf is the Masters at U.S. Open. That's about the only time I'll sit down and watch. Yeah. Um, but I, I think team golf needs to be incorporated somehow, some way into golf on a on a more consistent basis rather than just the Ryder Cup and President's Cup and Solheim Cup and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think that the idea of it is right. Now, you're, now on the other end, you're just talking about where's the money coming from? Mm-hmm. You know, that's the only other thing. But then you also look at it this way. If you get a job offer, is the first question you ask is where's the money come from? I don't yeah. think it is. So you, you can't fault the guys for doing it because they're just looking out for themselves. And that's, I mean, I can't fault them. I'm not mad at them or anything like that, but I think it is kind of shady what the PGA tour did yesterday. <laughs> um, I think that's probably more alarming than the live golf tour itself. I feel bad for the guys that turn the money down. Absolutely. You know I mean? And I'm not talking about guys that like Rory. I mean, he don't, you know, which I'm not a man to judge how much money somebody needs, but I'm pretty sure he don't really need any more. I mean, I think he'll be able to make his car payment, you know. But there's probably some guys, you know, like me and Arthur was talking one day. Let's just say, I don't know, a guy that's, what do you think, Derek, that's like ranked number 70 or so. Mm-hmm. It's those borderline guys. Yeah, there you go. And he don't make a lot of, you know, he he makes some cuts, don't make some cuts. He got a lot of expenses. Mm-hmm. But he was like really like in tune with the PGA Tour. But they may have offered a guy like that what? I mean, he's throwing out money. I mean, yeah, they're ridiculous. Ridiculous. So they probably offer a guy like that twenty million or so. Oh yeah. I mean, and then the guy turns it down and says, "No, I really want to stick with PGA. This, that, and other." And then here we are today. I mean. Man, I'd be salty about it. You yeah. know what I mean? It would be different, I guess, if the Jay, what's his name, wouldn't have made all the comments he made. Yeah, money. Yeah. yeah, he kind yeah, of no, it's just, it, about on a broken limb. Yeah, it's just it's a it's a bad look. I mean, I think at the end of the day, I think the PGA tour is gonna squash it out anyway, um, and do their own team golf thing. And it's not gonna be live live golf. It's gonna be, you know, something to, that the PGA tour and the DP world tour handle. Um but, you know, when Live Golf came out, you know, if you put the, where the money comes from, from, you know, on the side, team golf needs to be in golf. I, I would rather play team golf than individual golf because you're part of a team. So how, how does that work, Derek? I never understood what they were doing with the team golf. It was the Everett tournament. Unlimited yeah, they do. Golf. They do some. They they do it uh, weird. Like the first round, they count two out of the four. The second round, they count three out of four. And the last round, they count all four scores or something like that for the team. And they do some individual stuff as well. But I mean, but could you still win the tournament as an individual? Yeah, or yeah, they still have individual stuff. So and the like amounts the- of money they were throwing out just absolutely absurd. So the team part of it is like inside the same tournament. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like uh the double dip, kind of like yeah. the same, yeah. kind of like well, that. Okay. Yeah. But they're they're playing for four million dollars a yeah. not not a thirty dollars a head. Yeah. 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 A, it's like the like a blind four ball. Um, I think we did it at independent at the uh, at Payne's Valley last year where you get like you get paired with a person in a blind draw. Mm-hmm. 
and y'all basically on the team, but you don't know who it is and until after the rounds is yeah. everything is over. Um, but on actually, you know who your team is, right? Right, right, right. Because I ended up, man, the guy I ended up peeing week last year, I ended up winning like a one of those um, project suitcases and yeah. um, something else. And um, yeah, I was on a team. I was on the same kind of deal at Anbrier last year. And I wonder if they're doing it this year. I don't know. Yeah, I, the, I think Matt does it at all the national majors. Okay. I was supposed so, to win some little fancy thing to carry your scorecard in, and Matt said, well, I'll mail it to you, and here we are a year out. I don't know. Just want to give the old boy a call. Yeah, you might want to check on it. I want my scorecard keeper, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> so... You're playing, and you don't play. Y'all play every now and again on the uh, Atlanta tour and the Birmingham tour. It, um, it, it, it just depends on how many we have, and if we yeah. can. If Tim and I are both there, we typically play. Um, yeah. You know, one thing we've done a little bit different this year is that you know running two chapters instead of one. We've got some. We've got some hands that help us out that kind of right. help with that. So, like this weekend, Tim's going to go to Atlanta and run that event. I'll be in Chattanooga with Suns baseball, and you know we got our we got some hands in Atlanta that are helping out. So. We're uh, we're able to still give the the uh, the experience that we would as if Tim and I were both there. We can we can give that experience with just one of us there and still play now because we we've decided that hey, you know, it's 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 worth it for us to to pay somebody a little bit of money to right. to come out and do some of that, and then us still enjoy playing golf with our members because at the end of the day, that's you know we're competing and all that, but our members want to you know, talk to us and communicate with us. And it's a good way for us to, Hey, what can we do better to, to serve you guys? And that's when we get a lot of, you know, feedback is more. Right. 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 So, um, what are you looking forward to any tournaments this year where you're going to play other than stream song? Uh, well, if we can go stream song every weekend, count me in. Um, <laughs> let's see, we got the shoals next weekend. That's going to be a good one. Um, I think I'm going to go to Sequoia National for the okay. Stableford in July. Um, pretty much, other than that, uh, the North American Championship after that, it's really kind of, you know, it's it's the meat of our, it's the meat of the, the tournament director schedule where you're running events and, you know, throw two chapters on it. We're running events every weekend right now. So yeah. Getting away to, to actually play golf in the middle of summer, it's, is, is hard to do. That's what, yeah. that's why Tim and I kind of, uh, we play a lot early and a lot late. Yeah. Cause y'all usually, y'all have events sometimes on the same weekend, one in yeah. Birmingham on Saturday and then another one in Atlanta or vice versa, yeah. you well, know, Sunday. coming up here, uh, the first week of August, we have, an, we have a month, we have a Monday event in Atlanta. And then we have a Saturday event, the same week in Atlanta and a Birmingham event on that Saturday. So we have three events in one week. Wow. Y'all doing it though, man. Y'all making it happen, man. I'm I'm happy for y'all getting to that 150 mark. That's a big number, you know. And I know it's not going to do anything but grow even more. I mean, because mm-hmm. y'all y'all putting the work in. Um, so are y'all doing a Ryder Cup this year? I'm not 100 percent sure on that one just yet. Okay. We uh, our Ryder Cup last year was uh, it was a last minute thing, and we put it together with Tennessee East. Um, this year, not sure. Okay. So yeah, but um we were talking about the team events. I know how much a lot of the guys enjoy um that event because it's a team event, you know, everybody from uh, Birmingham against whoever, you know, y'all were playing against Tennessee East last year. Mm-hmm. That's always fun. 
yeah, just listen to everybody talk to each other and, you know, it's, it's competitive and fun and, you know, everyone's sticking around seeing who's going to, you know, be able to take a picture with, with a $40 cup that we have. But it, I mean, it means, it means so much to everybody. It does. And, you know, you know, especially last year after the work that Tim and I did in Atlanta to get to that point and being able to fill the Ryder Cup team and, and have our, our main members that we recruited for that, you know, for the first year to have them there to enjoy that and experience it with everybody. It meant a lot. And it was, it was, it was very well worth it. Absolutely. I know it was, man. So y'all, what do y'all have coming up in Atlanta? That's, um, that's like any exclusive courses or, uh, so, um, so we've got a couple of private courses coming up. Uh, Chapel Hill is, uh, in July 15th, I think it is. Um, when I, I, if I'm wrong on the date, I'm sorry. We're, there's sorry. a tournament somewhere every weekend. So it's All kinda, right. It's kind of hard to keep up. Yeah, it's hard to keep up. Um, then uh, Woodmont Country Club, that's a Monday event we've got coming up in August. Um, that's a really, really good golf course. Um, our local finals in Atlanta is going to be at Bridge Mill Athletic Club. That's another mm-hmm. one that's, uh, that's a, a top-notch golf course to play. Um, mainly, our, our we try to stick our private courses in fall and in the early uh, early February timeframe because right. it kind of helps the private clubs in the, you know build that rapport with those golf courses. Um, right. You know, we did Governor's Town Club. Where you came over for that one, didn't you? Yeah, I came over for the Governor's Town Club. Um, that was it was fun. It was yeah, a nice course too. Yeah, it was some nice houses around there, and I never forget. I think I was telling somebody, and uh, one of those houses, you driving up on the fairway, and no, we was driving up to the tee box, and you look to one side and you see this house that's probably worth four or five million dollars. Then you look over there, and it's like, is that what I? It's a trailer park over there. <laughs> and I'm not talking about a nice trailer park. I'm talking about, yeah, like a Sanford and Son trailer park over there. It's like, man, I know they mad in the mud looking across there from the freeway. Like, I got to look at that crap every day over there. Yeah. I know they've tried to buy them out. I know they have because ain't no way I look across there from those houses and be like, Man, that's some garbage over there. Yeah, I know. Right? But anyway, yeah. But man, I know y'all got Balantre coming up, I think, too, right? In Birmingham. Yeah, Ballant- yeah that's uh, then, I don't you know, know how to say it, right? Is it Balantre or Balantre? Something Bal- like Yeah. I'm going to tell you what, if y'all, yeah, I need to know ahead of time when y'all go to Limestone Springs. Because that's, that's, that's a nice course. Final. I, I wish I could get down there for that. I'm not ready to get down there for that, but. I like that course, man, and um, I would love to play it again. I get back down there to it, though. Yeah, it's, that's but, a good um, one. Jeff, uh, you got anything coming up, man? You excited about? I know. Um, well, I got, I, going... got a, I got that special invite into Branson, so I'm pretty. Oh sure. yeah, you did get the invitation for that. Yeah, that's your deal. Got off that waiting list. You tell them folk well, the waiting list matters. I jumped off that waiting list. <laughs> yeah. But I hope you come to your place here in a couple of weeks. Yeah, coming down to play Miramichi. Yeah, Justin Timberlake's old spot. Yeah. It's <laughs> supposed <laughs> to be in good shape. Yeah. From what I'm hearing. It, it so, Dick. It could be any worse than where I played last weekend. It's just sure. It just can't be any worse, buddy. I'm just hey, I'm going to tell Larry. <laughs> yeah, I hope Larry watches this. Live clean place and it hadn't had rain in a month. 
I said, is it really that bad out there wet? They go, no, it's rocks. Yeah, Ooh. Said, rock. What in the world are we doing? Like, man. I told you we had to do a little cleaning place too, man. But they they punched the fairways on us. Nah, it wasn't rocks. They punched the fairways on us the Friday before the Saturday we planned. I'm like, see, the problem we've had in Atlanta, and especially Atlanta, it rains so much during the winter that the golf courses are still struggling Struggling. to get get everything, you know, back up. But a lot like that around here too. A lot of dudes so much rain this winter. Yep. Hey, Derek, let oh. me ask you this. Okay. Being a scratch golfer and all. So, people like me and Arthur. So, it took me forever. To, I didn't start playing really like serious golf till in my, I'm 50, about to be 56 in a few days, but probably not until I was probably in my mid 30s, mm-hmm. maybe late 30s. And then I took off for a while because I coached my boys in AAU basketball every summer. So, mm-hmm. really, probably got real serious about eight or nine years ago. So I just wanted to break a hundred. So I break a hundred. Then I just like wanted to break 90 so bad. Then I start breaking 90. I've only busted 80 twice. But besides saying, you know, get a get golf lessons or swing this way, swing that, what would you tell somebody like us that's got a dream of breaking 80 or at least getting in the low 80s consistently? What's what the need? one what's the one thing you would work on to do that? Anything and everything inside a hundred yards. Yeah, I knew you was gonna say that. Anything and everything. <laughs> I, knew you were say that. I suck at that. Just, just look. I mean, just look at how many shots do you hit inside of hundred yards on, on average in a round? Hey, hey, Derek, I try not. I try to lay up to one twenty every time, <laughs> and I lay up to sixty five every time. I go, well, here you go, buddy. Either gonna be way short or it's gonna be way long. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, once you get into 100 yards, if you can tell yourself that, you know, especially, you know, D5 guys, D4, maybe if, you know, you're at 100 yards, if it's, you know, you hit your second shot that you're hitting three, if you can tell yourself from 100 yards that I can get in, I can get into the hole in three shots from here, you're going to be you're, you're, you're going to be in contention most of the time. But you yeah. just have to tell yourself that and, and practice that because, you know, you can you can be at 110 yards, then all of a sudden you flub one. And then you're mad, and then you hit one short, then you're getting double mad, yeah. and then you skull one over the green, then all of a sudden you make a seven and you just wasted four shots for no reason. Yeah. Do you what do you play with inside, say 80, 60, something? You you would play a 60 degree? No, I do not have a 60 oh. degree. I haven't had a 60 degree since I was probably 14 years old because I thought it was cool. Uh-huh. So what do I you go, hit, I, what do the, you hit from those yardages? So um basically. Um, anything inside of 80 yards, 85 yards, maybe 90, depends if it's the middle of summer. I hit 58 for everything inside of that. Really? Just because I was, that's how I grew up playing golf. I played in a, a style of country club where you had to know how to hit the ball in the air. You couldn't run it up and everything was lush and just had to, you had to play that game. So I just, I don't change who I am on a golf course. I force it and that's probably gets me in trouble sometimes, but you know, it's just, that's just what I do. Is a 58, is that close to a gap wedge? No, it's uh, pretty much a lob wedge. Yeah. Okay. Gap wedge oh, yeah, around 50. 50. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. I mean, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Gap wedge around 50. Then you just kind of go up from there, 52, 54. It really depends on your gapping. That's mm-hmm. how you're supposed to do your wedges. Gap them out about four degrees. It just yeah. depends. 
four or five degrees, depending on how many other clubs you have in your bag. Absolutely. Then another reason why I do that is when uh, Tiger Woods was in his prime, um, there was a bunch of interviews that asked the same questions. What, what club do you use inside 100 yards? And he said that every single shot he he tries to hit is with his 54-degree wedge, and he doesn't change it when he mm-hmm. was in his prime. I mean, it, it may be different now because he's you know older, he's you know made of metal and all that stuff now, but, you know, I remember that conversation, I, that interview that I heard him say that. I was like, that makes a whole lot of sense. That's, you know, and, and honestly, the 58-degree wedge, you can ask, you know, ask Tim. If if I miss a green, they're like, yep, just put par down. I mean, <laughs> I've practiced it. I've practiced it and practiced it when I was, you know, in high school and college because that's where you save all your strokes. Now I don't practice, and it's kind of – it gets sketchy from time to time. But the more I play, the, the better it gets sometimes. Can you tell uh, – well, you hadn't hit a 60 in a while, I guess, but is there a big difference between a 58 and a 60? Um, Do you? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you see more grooves on it. It just kind of looks – to me, it looks like it's laying flat, and I think the ball's going to hit me in the forehead when I hit it. Oh, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> I play with a 60. That's why I'm kind of being nosy, but – Yeah. I just yeah. – I'm not – I'm really not the one to ask about a 60 because I never – I mean, like I said, I only used it because I thought it was cool when I was a teenager. Yeah. I've actually heard um, some pros say that an amateur golfer shouldn't have anything uh, that have a law phone. It shouldn't have a play with a 60. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just, you know, to me, like, like if I could get in 100 yards, oh, I would be probably, I would probably be a scratch golfer because my short game is not my issue. It's getting off the tee for me. Every time I look at my Arcos, after a round, it's always penalties off the tee hurt me so bad. Well, you, Every you know time. how to fix that, right? I do know how to fix it, but I'm hard-headed. You know, well, you want to hit the driver. You want to hit the driver and stuff like that instead of... Um, did, uh, did did Tim Harbin get on this podcast? That's exactly <laughs> what he would say. I know it. You know, we, we, you know, it's crazy, man. It's like, you, you, you ought to have been to learn your lesson by now. But I think I have, though. I... I don't know. We'll see. We're going to see what I do this weekend. It really just depends on the course and see what the yardage is and stuff like that. And then after um, you check the leaderboard, after every poll. No, nah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to send you an update after Saturday. I'm going to be like, Derek, I shot that 85. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs>